0: T-G-I-F. It may not be Friday when you listen to this podcast, but it's Friday here in my little recording studio, the day when I allow myself a little extra caffeine to get the day started and work feverishly until I crash. It may just be the caffeine talking, but I'm very excited for today's episode. My guest Kristen Day and I met last week, and it was a great enough chat that this week we decided to sit down together with some microphones. This is the first in a series I'm calling Audio Syllabi, because let's be honest, at times you have to pick a course based on its title and potentially just a few sentences, and you don't always know what the course is going to be like. So in an audio syllabus episode, I'll attack this issue head on by talking to instructors and students about a particular course with a more appropriate amount of depth. In this case, we focus on COM332, television production. This course is open to all students, with the exception of pre-communication students working on completing their pre-major requirement, and has no restrictions. As of today, spaces are still available for this fall semester, and if you're listening to this in the future, don't hesitate to check what current COM332 enrollments and offerings are for the current or future term. For my chat with Kristen, I think you'll find it's a fun course with wide applicability for a variety of majors. As always, thanks for tuning in. Kristen and I start with COM332 and end up moving on to other topics. It was just too hard to resist a longer chat with such an interesting and engaged student. So without further ado, my first audio syllabus, COM332 with Kristen Day. Good afternoon, listeners. This is Josh Dexter Weens, and I have the pleasure of Kristen Day joining me in the studio today. Say hi, Kristen. Hi. (laughs) And I thought I'd get started, just let you introduce yourself to our listeners. Uh, give us your elevator pitch. Who is Kristen Day?
1: Oh, man. Uh, Kristen Day is a lot of things. Uh, for for one, I'm a sophomore studying marketing with a minor in communication, which is why I'm here in the first place. Awesome. And I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. I am absolutely like I'm a creative for sure. Um, I love comedy. I love talking about myself and being on camera and, and doing interviews and stuff. So this is kind of my jam. I love this.
0: (laughs) Nice. Well, I thought this would be your jam. We met last week for the first time uh, because you were asking about the com minor and courses and the such, and uh, your personality just grabbed me, and I thought, (laughs) what a great uh, podcast interviewee, and I wanted you to participate in the first installment of what I'm going to call a series of audio syllabi. So I know for students picking courses, it can often be frustrating because you're picking based on a number. So in this case, COM332 is going to be our emphasis and maybe a couple of words in this case, television production, and maybe a few sentences, right? Yeah. Uh, but a lot of times you don't actually know what what's represented by these couple of sentences and such. So you're in COM332 right now, correct? Yes. All right. So tell and we're getting close to the end. So you've got a pretty oh, good man. feel for what the course is like. Uh, so, so sell us on COM332. What have you enjoyed about it? What are your projects? Give us the the COM332 pitch.
1: Oh, man. So um, I have to kind of give a little bit of a backstory before I talk about the class itself. And I sure. feel like it'd be helpful to tell you why I actually chose the class. That'd be perfect. So I um, have no real background in video production, anything like it. I have a bad iPhone that takes bad videos. It's like a 5S. And um, back in... 20 it was last year, so 20. 20- 7, 2018, spring 2018, I um went to New York with Cranert. they had a trip during spring break and we got to tour a bunch of companies that Cranert alumni were working at and one of the one that we didn't actually have any alumni at was uh, NBC Universal and so we toured it and I was like, I'm NBC, in love. NBC, that's
0: 30 Rock. 30 right?
1: Rock, yeah, All we right, were in like 30, 30, rock. 30 Rockefeller Center and I was like, this is so cool and I've always kind of been a ham, I've always loved being on screen, my Snapchat story is like my favorite thing that I make every day Um. But but I was like, I want to be a part of this.
0: Well, while while we're there, go ahead and plug your Snapchat. How to, oh, my gosh.
1: Find you. <laughs> so my Snapchat is um, Kristen underscore Munch. So okay. Kristen is spelled K-R-I-S-T-E-N and then underscore, underscore and then Munch because I was hungry at the time. That's All right. a true story.
0: Right on. All right on. Uh, we'll, we'll, pl- we'll plug your <laughs> channels as we go. So Thank you're you. at 30 Rock.
1: Yes. And so I was like, I'm in love with this. And so we talked to one of the recruiters and I was like, how do I like I didn't even have the right words. I was like, how do I do this? And she was like well, honestly, you're in the right place. And so I was like, Carol, you are speaking my language. And so we just kind of stayed in contact. And I had applied for some internships at the late night shows with literally zero experience, no knowledge of even what I would need to know um, to be applicable for these. And she was like, Well, so we set up a call. So I'd emailed her and I said, hey, I applied for these by name and I listed them out. And she's like, that sounds really cool. Um, Would you like to set up a call just to talk about it? And I was like, Yeah, that sounds cool. And so we did that and we had a really nice chat. It was about January, the first week of classes. Okay. And she told me, Hey, you sound great. Do you have any, have you had any internships? And I was like, No, I'm a sophomore. And then she asked, Well, do you have any production experience? And I was like, No. And so she's like, Well, I'd love to talk to you maybe this time next year. Um, does your school have a TV station or anything you can kind of get involved in to get that production experience? And I said, Good question. I'll get back so you to go, you.
0: So you go searching?
1: Yes, I go searching. And so I knew that there was this Com332 class. Doug Osman, who teaches the class, he had put these posters all over campus. And so I was like, I know I've heard of this. And shout so out to Doug, Doug and shout <laughs> out
0: for posters still making yes, a difference. Yes, right? yes, yes. And nice.
1: I, I'm a marketing major, so I look at every poster yeah. I see. Um, but I, I remembered it. And so I did some research and I was like, well, I was already in Com314 because I love public speaking. I'm a minor. And so I needed a 300 level class. And I just dropped the class on a whim and looked that there were still spots. So I picked up the class. Hadn't been, I think they'd already had lecture and like a studio because it's the way the class is set up is that it's lecture on Tuesdays and then you have two studios per week. So you're in the studio for four hours a week, which is a lot, honestly. And it was crazy insane that I even had room for it but I did um and so I picked up the class uh middle of the first week of classes and I emailed Doug and Katie who was one of the TAs and I said okay I'm in this class what do I need to know and they're like you're good for now um and so that's kind of the backstory behind how I got into the class and I've fallen in love with it for sure and so I had no experience and so if you're kind of the person that's like well, I didn't even do my high school news station or we never had any of that kind of stuff. I I don't even own a camera other than my phone. This can still be the class for you and it definitely has been for me. So um, you get to learn everything from directing to audio to, oh gosh, um, doing teleprompter to di- like floor directing, all these kinds of things. Like, I didn't even know these were jobs. So it was in a studio, but also in the real world. So everything we're learning is a 100% act. Ac- Applicable to, um, like actual careers in like television studios, in, um, news, that kind of thing. A lot of students around Purdue have noticed are kind of interested in news if they even do any of this. Um, I love being on camera and so I kind of force myself into any projects that someone's doing where they need like extra talent. So I'm like, hey, do you need an actress? And so you see, um, we produce a series of projects and we all go through them kind of one at a time and so we all learn every single part of the studio um, in rotations and so the first few commercials that we did that was our second project I'm in like four of them and so I asked Katie after the Let's see, after we were done with the project, so it was a few bit, probably about two weeks it takes us to record all twelve people in the classes' projects. I was like, hey, can I download all the ones that I'm in? And I just put them on my YouTube channel. So oh, nice. Um my YouTube just search Kristen Day comedy. You should right. find me. Um but that was that was a ton of fun. And so I've kind of been putting them out on YouTube and stuff. And we'll So
0: you're building your portfolio through the class,
1: Yes, a hundred percent. And so I'm I'm looking forward to that eventual conversation I'll have with Carol like Hey, I have all these things that I've produced and look what I've done
0: in a year. Right. Right. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so it's, it's been really crazy just to see all the experience I've gotten in one semester. And so in one class, yeah. yeah. And so I'm, I'm inches away from putting this class as its own kind of line item on my resume. I have it just kind of listed, but it's like, you have no idea the breadth and like the depth of things that we've learned just by kind of listing it. So I'm actually really considering it, you know, bullet pointing it out and saying like, here are all the things I've done. But I mean, absolutely. Like, invaluable experience for sure
0: nice now tell me a little bit more about these commercials what kind of things were you oh, selling so, this is assignment one right yes this is assignment okay.
1: one so the first like s- pseudo assignment we did was just a talk show just so we could learn the studio so we wouldn't screw up other people's projects um and so that one wasn't graded i don't think um but the commercial was the first one where we got to really write it and and ideate and kind of make all the decisions for it. So we had commercials for I mean, so many fake things, first of all, because you're like, I get creative freedom. And so someone did like a bodyguard. If you're a Purdue student, anytime you go to IU, you get like a bodyguard. It's like Purdue Pete's bodyguards. Um,
0: Makes me think of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, well,
1: there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, Four bodyguards <laughs> five bodyguards. I bet that's I bet that's where it was stolen <laughs> from. Um, somebody did like like, a diaper for when you wet your pants, like, laughing. Um, I'm trying to think of the ones in our class. Someone did, like, an app. Sometimes people do real things. So someone did, like, gummy vitamins. I did um, this fake brand called Scarves by Sasha. Quote, quote, unquote, Scarves by Sasha. And I'm trying to think of... I did it kind of as, like, a beat poet. And so I remember kind of thinking through all these shots, and I was like, okay, so I'm going to walk up, and it's going to be very, like, slow and kind of sexy, like, film noir. And, um... I'm walking up to the mic and I give this whole poem that's like, buy scarves, ooh. And so that's like the whole thing. And um I brought, like I have like 30 scarves, so I just decked out the whole studio in scarves. I covered the mic in scarves. I was like wearing them. And then I had one of the lab assistants and one of the other students in my class, they there's a shot where I think I snap and then we cut to something else and it cuts back to us. And there's two people standing beside me and they're all decked out in scarves. And one of them's a guy and I put him in this like jean dress. So... All that to say, you do not have to go that far out, but I was like, this is my, this is my moment. And so it's,
0: it sounds like fun though. If you're spending four hours per week in the studio, you want to be having fun. And yes. it sounds like it's not. <laughs> that it's a different experience than sitting in a large lecture.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Not to diss on a large lecture because no. that is honestly <laughs> my favorite format of, uh, of learning. I'm a little old school, uh-huh. but it'd be a nice class to mix it up if you have a semester that's really kind of lecture heavy.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. And so I'm in management, and so most of my classes are those sit-down PowerPoint slides go past you and you, and it's it's good if that's something you're interested in and it's really good when the material is something you're interested in um but I've definitely found some of this comm curriculum has been way more like interesting to me and so getting time to not just sit in lecture cuz our lecture with Doug is only an hour a week um and so we're in the studio like figuring things out and there are a lot of things that can go wrong so very hands on very hands on Now
0: I want to talk a little bit about the applicability of the course cuz as you were describing and honestly I've not taken the course myself, and I don't often get to have as conversations as in depth about this, about specific courses. Uh, but I'm hearing that students who are interested in maybe writing, because it sounds like you write your own commercials and different mm-hmm. projects, students who are into performing, so maybe theater majors. Yeah. Um, if you're into technical stuff, you know, you like to play with the cameras and the audio, which I've just recently started to get into or if you're into marketing advertising this seems like it's really got a broad appeal in addition to the students who maybe just want to have a little bit of fun right
1: oh 100% yeah we have some people i remember the first day we were in the studio because i joined the class late and so everyone kind of got to know each other beforehand and so i went in and i was like hey like what's your name what's your major and like we have everything from like electrical engineering technology to com to history to i'm t- probably some other engineers but i mean just all the ranges. And then I'm this management student. And so I go back to Cranert and tell people about what I'm doing. And they're like, what is this class? I didn't even know there was a studio down there. And so that's been fun because people think I'm like a wizard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And if I'm to plug the course in terms of registration, I looked just yesterday, I believe. And there are two sections with eight spots left. Um so that's 16 different spots that students could uh look to take and those numbers are always changing, but again the co- the course is comma 332. Nice. So I so when I came into the studio today I heard you working on what is potentially your final project?
1: Yes, so you nice. did. So, yeah, we so were So what is what is
0: what is the final oh, project? Man. What are you staring down here in uh dead week?
1: So the final project is by far the best final that I have for any of my classes. So we for this class we have a final project which is an in studio project and then a written part as well and so for the studio project it is a 30 minute live video of any sort and so often they get a lot of talk shows and a lot of game shows and I was like that's cool I get a full crew in a an expensive, nice fancy studio to make whatever I want well okay let me think about it uh it took me two seconds and I was like I want to do a late night talk show and so I, who, who
0: is your favorite late night talk show host?
1: Oh gosh, um,
0: gotta pick one.
1: Probably Jimmy Fallon, just because I mean he's it's super basic, but like he's a, he's the greatest. Um, oh,
0: his his talent is. Um, tough to comprehend
1: yes yes and I,
0: i'm old enough that i've been watching jimmy fallon since he was on snl oh, uh, before he had his own show and it's oh, fun it's to see fun. him kind of develop his career
1: yeah he's got an ice cream flavor too so he's very very big <laughs> ab-
0: ab- absolutely that could be that could be one of the things on your bucket list to have your own ice cream flavor <laughs>
1: ben and jerry's call me um <laughs> nice. but yeah so I knew I wanted to do a late night talk show and I've been kind of thinking about the idea for months about how to do it like a stage version. And so I was like, okay, we'll just go straight to screen. (laughs) So I had no idea how many things went into like making a show happen. For one, there's like, we got to think about the guests. So I sent out this casting form to like 40 of my most like tv ready friends um
0: you have 40 tv ready friends oh well (laughs) i'm impressed i think i'm lucky if i have five friends and i don't know if any of them are tv ready
1: oh man well if i sent it out to a few people i didn't know so like joe boileau he's the new student body president i was like maybe he'd want to be on this so i sent it to him that's a good idea did not respond joe Nice, nice going. But um, That's okay.
0: He'll listen to this podcast <laughs> along with thousands of other students, right. and then he'll hit you up. And
1: they'll feel bad. All um, right, so you're
0: working on this talk show.
1: So working on the talk show, so casting, set design, writing, the actual like content of what's going to be on the show, um, figuring out how things are going to look. Ah, okay. Again, I want to say like most people's projects are not this in depth, but my group has been really, really gracious in that they're like, okay, if this is your creative vision, like let's make it happen. And so um, for the project, the parameters are we're only allowed to have one student in the group be actually like on screen. Um, so the other two students in my group are Nathan and Weijaw. And so Weijaw is going to be floor directing and Nathan's going to be the director in the control room, which I had no idea before this class. I like that is a thing that happens on a set.
0: Yeah, to kind of give students, and if if it's one more reason to take this class, I've taken a tour of the studio, and the amount of technology there is just amazing. Yeah. You're sitting at this board with all these buttons and all these screens, and how much fun to learn what do those things do.
1: Oh, know? man, I can talk to that a lot because, again, I had no technical experience whatsoever, and so it's really easy for me to to walk into a studio or walk into a place where it's covered in like technologically advanced things and i'm just like well this isn't for me then um and what's really cool about the way doug structures the course specifically is that he just tosses you into it and so you have to learn how to you know fade from black or how to do a mic check, um, the second that you need to do those things. And that can be really scary at first, but you realize that you look around and like also no one really knows how to do it. And so you have for the first half of the semester, you have a student director who has gone through the course or a similar course. And so they're guiding you through it as long alongside the TA who, who knows what's going on. And Katie was super gentle and like, here's how you do it. And, um, and she's learning alongside us too, because there's some things like we want to do that she's like, I don't know if we can do that. For example, with my um, original commercial, I was like, "Is there any way we could shoot in black and white?" And she was like, "I have no idea." And that's so, a good
0: question. Yeah, and yeah probably yeah. involves some technical process.
1: It does. And so, we talked to the engineer, and he was like, uh, "We can, but it's really difficult." And I was like, "Honestly, don't need it." And so, yeah. but that's the kind on of that thing in the future, right? Yeah. And so, that's the kind of thing you learn when you ask questions. And nice. Yeah, so, you're out. working on
0: this talk show for your 30 minute final project. Yes. What's the written portion that you talked about?
1: Yeah. So um, we're going to do it super traditional. So we're opening with a monologue. And so I have to write a monologue, Um, get to write a monologue. I should phrase it like that. I'm excited. Um, Good framing. Right. And then um, we have different segments. And so my friends that did say they were available, we kind of have to think through, okay, so we have someone who's good at singing. We have a comedian. We have um, a guy that's going to do a science demo. And so we kind of need to know from a timing perspective, because it's a tight 30 minutes. um, is it live? It is live, so it's being shot live. Yeah, it's not being broadcast anywhere, but it is being shot live, and... We, um, we have to think through all those kind of elements. So how, what is he going to say and how is he going to say it for the science demo and like making sure we have enough time that he can do the entire thing? Um, from like my monologue, making sure that's scripted out. We're going to do a game. We just kind of figured it out. That's what we were like kind of tossing through on the floor. What different games we're going to do. And we're going to do a game called press conference. And so I have to write like 50 questions to ask these people. So things like that, um, are definitely, you know, every type of artistic, Mindset as well as kind of the technical things are all being utilized in this class.
0: Very nice. And you mentioned, so that is the, that is one part of the final and there's a second part of the final too, right? Yes. Is it more of a multiple choice exam or what's that? 100% yes. (laughs) So,
1: um, Doug started off, oh my gosh, he said it was going to be 200 questions, which I was like, Doug, that's ridiculous. And so he, he, I think he kind of did that just to taunt us a little bit. Um, but he wants to make the final as short as possible. So he's offered a lot of ways to kind of cut it down. So one of them, listen closely is if we get more people to sign up for the class for every person that signs up, we get a question off of the final.
0: Ooh, yeah. very nice. Yeah.
1: So that's that's so the this, stakes so are high So this
0: podcast could help your final be shorter.
1: Oh please. I hope so. <laughs> nice.
0: All right. So everybody who signs up for COM three thirty two based on this podcast, shoot me an email and we will we will keep track. Yes. Awesome. So, yeah. So anything else you want to note about com 332? I feel like that's a really good, uh, we've done a good job of kind of giving students both the benefits as well as the structure um, and how it could appeal to different audiences. Anything about uh, 332 you'd like to include in this audio syllabus?
1: Yeah. So um, if you're coming into this class as like a kind of creative type or an artist, artistic type, um, I would definitely say, This piece of advice I've had to kind of counsel to myself all semester is not everything you make in the studio is going to be your masterpiece. Um, And so often I'll go into every project like, how can I make the thing I've always dreamed of? And that's a good mindset because then it kind of pushes me to really make something I'm proud of. But it can also be really limiting in the fact of like, well, then I'm not making risks or like maybe I'm not making time for my other classes that I don't love as much. And so just remembering that not every single thing I make is going to be my Mona Lisa. Um, We did a project that was our drama and there's a script that we can use and in kind of a staging plan that we can use so that all we're really learning is how to direct. But I was like, I'm going to make it more complicated than that. And so a lot of students chose this, but I also decided to make my own script, which was difficult. And so I ultimately decided to kind of keep it mostly within the format that they'd given us so the scene is um, someone getting fired and so I flipped it and did someone getting hired which was fun but also I knew that I had a lot of things coming up in other classes so I was like Kristen like this isn't gonna be your Mona Lisa let's make the best of this thing that you've chosen and um, figure out how to make that work and so that was really good because then my week wasn't insanely stressful but there's some other times where I go a little bit you know, deeper on things. So we did a visual essay where it's just a bunch of pictures flipping by on the cameras. And that sounds easy, but it's not. Um, and so you're, you're, we're learning how to direct ultimately for that project. And we had to choose all the pictures, choose all the colors, all that kind of thing. And the night before, I stayed up till 4 a.m. trying to make it perfect. And then that next morning, I was late to studio. And so then that reflected on my grade. So it's like not every single thing you're going to make is going to be perfect. Um, but you learn a lot of those lessons while you're in studio. So.
0: That's no, that's my, yeah. that's great advice both for Com 332 and beyond. Because yes. <laughs> I've interviewed within my my short season so far quite a few creatives, and this balance between the amount of time you can spend on something, perfection, mm-hmm. whether you think it's good or not, um, those are all things that you really have to balance. Yeah, and I've had to find it in creating this podcast too. The balance between do I want to make an absolutely perfect episode. Or do I want to start making episodes yeah, exactly. and hopefully it'll get better as I go, right? I'll get more comfortable. I'll learn how to ask better questions. Uh, and so it's kind of that. Uh, I think that balance is important, but not just for creatives, but I've talked to some folks who uh, that's the same way in a lot of different industries you work in. Yeah, nice. for sure. All right. So if you don't mind, let's stay on the topic of classes. And if anyone is uh, tuning in only for COM332, we're going to transition. So now it would be when you hit stop. So, <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> so I'm focused on information for com undergrads. I am starting to realize that the audience is wider than that, but you, I will have students who choose to do like a management minor, for example, mm-hmm. and they take management 200 into a one, Oh yeah, and they find those classes to be both uh, frustrating and difficult. And you've taken them. I have. What's your advice? What is is Management 200 like? What is 201 like? How do you take those and get the most out of them, or should we just run?
1: Oh, man. Well, I love that you've done your research because we have not talked about that, but uh, 200 and 201 are both accounting courses. So 200 is financial accounting, and then 201 is... Managerial accounting. And What is the difference
0: between financial accounting <laughs> and managerial accounting? Oh, first man. of all,
1: so I will say I'm a little biased. My dad is a managerial accountant, so I've kind of grown up with knowing the difference. But uh, financial accounting deals with the kind of accounting you think of accounting as, so taxes, um, CPA stuff. Check the table. Um, so anything from um, dealing with anything that's seen externally as it from a company standpoint. So.
0: Income.
1: Right. That expenses, kind of thing. that Right. Kind exactly. Of stuff, okay. So, um, anything that's really external that maybe goes to the IRS or goes um, to shareholders. So if you own stocks, which I don't, um, then anything that you receive as, oh, okay, so the company's doing this badly or this well, um, that's something that a financial accountant would deal with. And that's the kind of stuff you do in 200.
0: So. Okay. So what about 201? what, what If uh, financial accounting is kind of external stakeholders, managerial, how does that differ?
1: Yeah. So uh, managerial accounting within 201 is all... Uh, internal. So it's everything that a company uses within its own system. So it's, it's been a semester since I've taken that class. Um, but essentially it's everything from budgets to, um, maybe demand planning, things that, um, internal managers need to know. Um, that class was, a little bit less difficult than 200 most students tend to say that um just heard that myself, yeah. yeah and also you're walking in with a little bit more knowledge of accounting mm-hmm. so it's kind of cyclical but yeah <laughs> what
0: makes the courses so difficult
1: um it depends on the background because i've heard from students within management that it's one of the easier classes that they're taking but i've also i have a lot of friends that are doing management minors who have um in from communications that are they go in and they're like this is very difficult and so i think the kind of people that excel in that class are um the types that kind of go in with a little bit more of that like analytical mindset because it really is a puzzle in a lot of ways and so you're like okay well i know the ending balance for the month where did this expense come from or um are kind of good at remembering a lot of terms and slight differences because there's a lot of vocabulary Um, so
0: attention to detail yes yes super important
1: and so um that class wasn't as difficult for me because I did get the privilege to take an accounting class in high school. But I know so many people that is not the case. And so they go in and it's a completely new vocabulary and skill set than they're used to using. Um, so that can really prove difficult for a lot of students. But I think usually by which this is kind of obvious, but by the final, a lot of students are like, I get it. Um, but sometimes there's a lot of material that they're kind of delayed on. And so that kind of screws them over. But a lot of people, by the time that um, they're taking 201, then they're kind of figuring out what accounting is, is really like. And so it's, it's difficult for sure, but kind of going in with an open mind and saying, OK, I'm going to learn this, even if it's going to be difficult, is probably the best way to move through it.
0: So in addition to attention to detail, any other advice you'd give for a student who's listening and saying, hey, I'm heading into Management 200 in the fall. What am I getting myself into?
1: Oh, man. Um, pay attention. Um, attendance. Right. As attendance always, right, 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 right. Which uh, there are some classes where like two one, the way that it's set up is that he has every lecture is also recorded. So if you're a student that really likes to kind of do that distance style of learning, you can do that in two one. Hmm, um, interesting. And it's Dave Scott that teaches that. So if it's not Dave Scott, then that might be a little bit different. But with 200, it really is important that you show up and you're there to learn and you're listening. Um, and again, there's a lot of terms that go by. So if you can remember that vocabulary and really get that solid, you'll be really well set for so the may, semester.
0: Maybe making some flashcards and making yes. sure that vocab doesn't <laughs> pass you by.
1: Google the Quizlet for 200. Every exam has a Quizlet. <laughs> All right.
0: Nice. Um, do you find them useful? So would you recommend oh. these to students?
1: I would recommend it. Mean, obviously, I mean, you're, you're projecting
0: <laughs> where you're going to be in multiple right. years and uh, uh, whether it's going to be useful or not. But
1: Yeah, so if you're a management student, you have to take it, and so it's been useful. It's going to prove useful for future management curriculum mm-hmm. for sure. I don't see myself working in management almost at all, so personally, the usefulness may be a little bit lower than most other management students. If you're a comm student that's um, going into um, maybe a – a role that's a little bit balanced between communication and the managerial business side Mm. of things, then it can be really helpful just to understand what it looks like to balance the checkbook of a company.
0: It's almost like speaking a new language. Right, Uh, right,
1: right. And so you can, when you're told maybe from the marketing department or from sales, like, hey, we can only spend this much on our advertising budget, you kind of know what, what they mean when they say that. And so there are some helpful aspects there just of being able to reason with and understand what it means to look at a budget and say, this is actually what this means. We don't have a bunch of room to, to waffle or to make a bunch of expensive mistakes. Um, so that on that end, yeah, it's definitely, you know, helpful.
0: Nice. Yeah. Now you are a Craner student minoring in com, yes. but it sounds like you've got an intense interest in com. Tell me about your decision to stick with management. <laughs> um, and then, you know, spend a lot of hours here in the studio, what oh, went man. into your decision-making <laughs> process? I only ask this one because I know a lot of students are making this decision mm-hmm. between majors and what went into your decision-making process.
1: Yeah. I wish I got to say like, Oh, but my heart's still in Cranert and my, my head's in calm or whatever. But, um, for me, it, it kind of, it came down to just financial reasons. So I have a lot of scholarships that are tied to Craner, and I was like, okay, I will stay here. And my parents definitely appreciated that. Um, but I think what my story kind of tells is the most telling in is that you can, do both. So if your major's somewhere else, you can, especially with comm, you know, get really invested here. So whether that's like joining a club or um, spending extra time in the studio or volunteering when Doug sends you an email, um, those have been the kind of things that have given me that experience that I don't necessarily have because I'm not a major. Um, but with that minor, it's still giving me access to do pretty much whatever I want here. So
0: that's great advice because yeah. I think a lot of times students really categorize themselves by major. Mm-hmm. It's the first thing they think of when I ask, so who are you? What are you doing as major, major, major? And a lot of times students are in similar situations where their passions change partway through their career and they've Mm -hmm. got to make a decision. Do I stick with my current major and graduate on time? Do I switch majors? All this type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so it's fun to hear how that's worked for you. Uh, so let's do some quick hits. Okay. Uh, sounds like it's, it's PR style, like, uh, your press release game. (laughs) Yes. So you mentioned that you're an avid podcast listener. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite?
1: Um, my favorite is you made it weird by Pete Holmes. It's so good. <laughs> you
0: made it weird by Pete Holmes. All right. Yeah. So we're going to increase his le- listenership a little bit.
1: He does not need it, but yes.
0: <laughs> and you've also toyed with creating your own podcast, right?
1: Yeah. So a little bit. So I've definitely thought about it. Um, I have a blog, which is the dot day.com slash blog. I'm plugging all my stuff now.
0: The dot Okay. <laughs> slash blog. That's me. You're allowed to plug yourself for spending an hour down here in the
1: basement. Uh, <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I will. Um, but uh, for one of my blog posts I did like a two-parter and part of it included me using the voice memos on my phone to make a little podcast and so I did it kind of this american lifestyle so I did it in three acts um so if you're a podcast fan you'll know what I'm talking Very about nice. right right um and that was a lot of fun but being so for the listeners who do not know where we are right now we are in what is it B22 in the Stuart B22 yeah and the basement of Stewart so um there's a whole like Podcasting setup down here, and it, I think it's Roundhouse Radio that uses this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uses it, and me. Yeah. And Josh Round, now. Roundhouse and Josh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so um now I'm like, how can I make this happen? more, but that was really fun to do. And I put on my Facebook today, I was like, I'm going to be on a podcast. So I love it. It's
0: cool. nice. And if I edit in a timely fashion, then hopefully soon you can say, Hey, check it out folks. Yeah. Now on that topic, you've got a website uh, mm-hmm. to kind of display your work, which I definitely encourage students to do at all aspects of their career. You're rather early in your career to have it. Um, what inspired you to create an essentially an online portfolio, a website?
1: Yeah. So Uh, again, I'm a management student and so every management student has to take a class called management 295. If you're a comm major and you don't really know a bunch about like resumes, cover letters, that kind of thing, I'm going to say, try to get in that class. It's a one credit class. All right. Very helpful. Um, and part of that class we had to do this. It was like the last few weeks of class. And they just took us through a checklist. of It was like a professional checklist. And one of the things was, do you own the domain with your like website or with your name as the website? You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I was like, I don't. Oh. And I'd always kind of toyed with making a website. But seeing it as like a potential checklist as a young future professional, I was like, I can do that. And so freshman year, freshman summer, I did not have an internship. And it's very craner to to do something um and so i i'm kind of the keep up with the joneses type but i also like to kind of do things on my own and so i was like okay i'm going to be home all summer what can i do i have some spare change so i bought the domain i ended up building it with squarespace so um i was like i can have a place to put all my things. And so I did some photo shoots with my friends. You will not believe how many pictures of yourself you need for a website, but did some photo shoots, made this website happen, started a blog. So I did a lot at once, um, and that was a lot of work, but it was definitely something to show for that summer. So,
0: so shout out to Squarespace. If you're listening, Woo-hoo. you can <laughs> hit me up and uh, sponsor the podcast. But you did make the choice, and I've heard, so we've got two concrete pieces of advice, and I like this conversation heading into summer. Because I'm hoping that it'll also be a lamb school thing to make the most out of your summers. I think one thing can be creating content, yeah. both your website, but then also taking it to the next level. I've heard this piece of advice from employers getting that URL. So it's not joshdexterweens.wix.com, but right. it's joshdexterweens.com. How much does it cost to get that URL?
1: Oh, I think it was like 20 bucks. It was cheap. Yeah. And
0: you get it forever?
1: I think so. I should figure that out. (laughs) Maybe 20 bucks a year. You
0: at least got it for that year, which is nice and uh, definitely makes, I've looked at your website. It looks very professional.
1: Thank you. Yeah. and uh,
0: (laughs) I think it will serve you well uh, throughout your kind of academic career to be able to put stuff on there. Mm -hmm. All right. Back to Quick Hits. Favorite musician or album?
1: Oh, okay. This is biased, but I was listening to "Baby" by Justin Bieber this morning, and so I do like Justin Bieber.
0: Favorite Justin Bieber album?
1: Oh, um, pur- it doesn't have to be purpose. An album, it's the album "Purpose." It's purpose? like the last album he came out with.
0: All right, I heard uh, on YouTube it brought up a cover of Justin Bieber singing uh, "Fast Car." Oh, uh, which, I have
1: watched that, <laughs> which was
0: good. Which was good. I liked it. Um, and I do, I do like his voice. Oh, awesome. Man. Do you have a favorite book?
1: Oh, um. I do, and this sounds terrible, but I, I'm trying to think of what it's called. It's by Donald Miller, um, and it's about. I'm gonna I'm gonna think about it before the, we're done talking, and then I'll just say it into the mic, unprompted. Right. So the author
0: author is Donald Miller, but it's we don't know the title yet.
1: One of his books.
0: Okay. Okay. Um. Favorite TV show. Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. Nice. Love My wife and I watched. Uh, we lived apart and we would watch 30 Rock together. We'd both bring it up on our laptops and be on Skype while we watched it. That's
1: so cute. I've got got
0: good memories of of 30 Rock, yeah. Shout out to anybody going through a long-distance relationship. Oh, man. Awesome. So we talked about your podcast, all this kind of stuff. So you're heading into, you're in between your second and third year? Yes. So what kind of advice do you have to, to finish this up with students who are getting ready to start either their first year or their second year what, as somebody who's been you know successfully through those two, what would you encourage them to do to get the most out of their Purdue careers?
1: Um, <laughs> this is a little bit of a shocker, so I'll start with this one. Don't be afraid to quit quit quickly. <laughs>
0: all right. That, that's good advice, I think.
1: Yeah. So I can give some context for that. So um, I came into college. I said, I know what I want to do. And that's that. And so I'm a marketing major. I was like, I want to do marketing forever. And I had started taking classes in management. And I was like, I do not want to do marketing forever. I do not love this. And so um, even though I didn't change my major, I was in the honors college. I had a concentration in, in management. I had a minor in Spanish and I dropped all of those so I could pick up calm and like really give time to calm um, because I was like, I like communicating in English and so how can I make this work Um, and so that was a big thing, quitting Um, I'm a management ambassador so for the first two years of my college career I was one of the students on the team that did tours and panels and talked to incoming students and so like this kind of thing is pretty second nature to me but I actually just quit that yesterday oh, okay. um, because I want to give more time to to make into that time I spend on campus like to actually be doing things that are a little bit closer to what I want to do forever because I don't know if you've been able to tell through this conversation I have no idea what I want to do after I graduate so it's it's, it's kind it, of it is
0: okay though because my right. piece of advice would be between <laughs> (laughs) Your sophomore and your junior year, you don't have to know that.
1: Right, right, right. And so that's, there's a big pressure, I think, to know. And so the biggest thing I've been teaching myself is it's okay not to know, but let's explore that not knowing. And so instead of following the thing I think I want to do, I'm going to, I'm starting to kind of more. More better. It sounds dumb. But I'm I'm trying to right. more more better. More better. I'm trying to be get better at um following the things that I, I'm good at and that I love. And so that's looked like picking up this class, COM three thirty two, as well as um looking at some internships for the summer that are a little bit more creative focused and so I don't have anything just yet but I'm I'm still looking um and then just doing things with my free time that are more focused towards what I love and so part of that's been my blog I'm in an improv troupe and so doing things with that um doing more stand up on campus I do stand up comedy so all nice. that well,
0: That's good advice because I think a lot of times the advice is follow your passions but yours is almost the flip of that which is don't follow what is not your passion? Right.
1: <laughs> and I think it's good
0: advice. A lot of times I'll meet with students who are trying to stack a lot of minors, um, think it's going to look good on a resume, this type of thing. And a lot of times it's what is better is to do a multitude of things that don't constitute a minor, but right. you get some breadth um, and you get to go after things that interest you. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Let's touch on in our, in our remaining min- minutes, stand up. How long have you been doing stand up? <laughs> I personally love stand up. Yeah. I like to watch it, especially live. Uh, but the idea of doing it myself was very intimidating
1: oh man uh it was for me for a while as well so Where I did you
0: do your first set I
1: did my first set at the union so the it's purdue like Memorial Union they do open mics and they did one in January last January and so that was my first and I, how nervous were you I surprisingly wasn't that nervous because i think i'd thought about it i again i'm a ham i love being on stage and so i think the being on stage was the least scary part it was like what am i gonna say yeah
0: did you have your entire set figured out or did you improv some of it
1: um i had most of it figured out i did some riffs i my uh friends i lived in honors my freshman year and so i went to one of the private bathrooms i was like practicing my set and i was recording it and one of my friends walked by that was going to be coming that night and she was like Kristen, is I are you in there? And I was like, My, I'm recording. Like, walk away. (laughs) So I did some practice beforehand.
0: Nice. What was do you remember your favorite bit from that first set?
1: Oh man. Um we shouldn't say that. Um, I, I talked about
0: do you, do you remember your first PG 13 bit? Yeah, yeah. Sure.
1: Well, I remember one of the um things I did was I was talking about how I had like bad like relationship luck, but like one of the guys I was talking about was like in the audience and he had no idea. Oh, nice, <laughs> so nice. that was fun, that was very memorable.
0: Yeah, I, I always think of different stand up comedians and how the audience has to really change how they perform because one. One guy was talking about his wife, and I was looking around thinking, if she's here, he's gonna be in trouble. <laughs> Does she
1: know that he's? Or says- and
0: maybe they just have an arrangement that he's allowed to right. joke about her if it brings home the bacon, right?
1: Yeah,
0: nice. <laughs> Well, thanks for meeting with me. I really appreciate this first uh, first installment of audio syllabus. Ooh. So we started by talking about COM332, which, again, we encourage students to register for. Not only is it a great course, but you're going to help Kristen get fewer questions on her Please. final, which I like <laughs> that creative idea for recruiting. Um, and also we were able to touch on some other stuff that I think will interest a lot of listeners. So thanks again. And maybe we'll check in about a year from now and see how your summer went. Uh, what yeah. kinds of creative endeavors you're a part of at that time so check let's check you out at give us your Instagram again
1: yeah so my Instagram is at the kristen 98
0: at the Kristen 98 and we mentioned um a snapchat
1: yeah snapchat is Kristen underscore munch
0: and your website is the Kristen day
1: <laughs> yes the if you notice the the running theme is the Kristen day so that's
0: fair. very nice. So check her out in all of those venues both now and in the future as we see her pro- career progress. But thanks for sitting down with me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah,
1: thank you. Thanks.
0: <laughs> thanks for tuning into Onward Upward. I hope you enjoyed today's chat as much as I did. As always, if you have anyone in your life who you feel might benefit from the information covered in this podcast, please share the details. You can also always reach out to me at jdexter, that's J-D-E-X-T-E-R, at Purdue.edu with any comments, questions, feedback, general positive energy, or show ideas. So thanks again and have an excellent day, my friends.